Hello and welcome to the interview. I'm Diana Felzone and I'm joining Aiden McLaughlin as the new co-host of the interview podcast. Previously, I was a contributing editor at The Daily Beast and a contributor at Rolling Stone. I'm so happy to be here with you today and very excited about this week's episode. I had the chance to speak with Michael Teeter, the attorney representing January 6th protester Ray Epps in his defamation suit against the Fox News Network. Disclosure, I worked as a reporter for Fox News until 2018. Epps' case comes in the wake of a massive defamation suit filed by Dominion Voting Systems against Fox News. Dominion was recently paid a record-breaking settlement of over $787 million from Fox, a number that represents almost one quarter of the network's yearly earnings, and the pending Smartmatic suit is expected to cost the company even more. I spoke with Teeter this week about the pending defamation case against Fox News, the proliferation of conspiratorial news, the destructive impact of deceit, and the importance of faithful journalism. Here it is. Michael, how are you? I'm doing well, thanks. How are you? Very well. Thank you for being here. Fox has been hit by a series of major defamation suits in recent years. First Dominion, Smartmatic, and now the case of Ray Epps. Tell us about the case here. What do you allege Fox News and Tucker Carlson are guilty of in this suit? Well, starting on January 6th, as you know, there was uh, the insurrection that attempted to overthrow the government. Ray Epps, my client, participated in the rally around that on the January 5th and January 6th. Um, a few months later, Tucker Carlson and several other figures at Fox began spreading a false defamatory statement that Ray had been an FBI agent undercover designed there to uh, instigate the riots, instigate the insurrection, which is why he had been uh, had not been arrested, had not been charged with anything. So what made you decide to take on apps as a client? What made you motivated to find justice in this case? Well, as a lawyer, I believe in truth. Uh, many lawyers, you know, we, we become lawyers. You know, there's this jaded view of becoming a lawyer. And then there's the realistic view, which is that lawyers have a sense of justice. They have a sense of wanting to participate in democracy, making sure that government works. And in this instance, uh, Ray Epps had been lied about to the point where it ruined his life. I mean, he and his wife began receiving threats, began receiving serious death threats, serious uh, insta- uh, matters of people driving past their their house, their business with guns. They were finding bullet casings on their uh, property. They were receiving death threats in the mail, death threats via voicemail, death threats in email. And all that began because there had been lies told about them. And so there's an element of justice here that can't be missed no matter which side of the political spectrum you fall on. And so I, I want to take on Ray's case, case for that reason alone. After the Department of Justice officially confirmed Epps was not a federal agent, what do you believe motivated Tucker Carlson to continue to make officially falsified statements? Profit. Hmm. Uh, you know, Fox has largely put profits over people. They put uh, truth at viewers where they can get angry to engage where they can get them watching their shows. And so there's an element of just wanting profits and the angrier their viewers got, the more profits Fox would make. And so targeting Ray Epps, bringing all their viewers ire onto one person was good for them uh, in terms of the bottom dollar. It also allowed them to demonstrate that they weren't culpable for the January 6th rights. If there was really a governmental uh, operation, if the FBI had planned it, and they couldn't be responsible despite the fact that they had lured many of their viewers to Washington, D.C., had, they had incited them with falsehoods about a rigged election, a stolen election. And so they were kind of, in some ways, uh, trying to kind of take away their own blame and culpability in that way. 
Do you believe you can prove malice on the part of Fox News and Tucker Carlson himself? Yes, I think we can easily prove malice. In fact, Abby Grossberg, one of the former uh, producers on Tucker Carlson's show, has already demonstrated that the show, Tucker, her, um, others involved in the program, knew that they were spreading lies about Ray Epps. She was instructed to go find people who would validate their claims when she couldn't find anybody who would. Tucker said, ask other people, find other people, uh, because he knew that he needed that story, that hook. And so he was willing to disregard the truth, disregard the facts, to further his lie. So January 6th was a day where most Americans were glued to their screens, waiting to see what happened. How would you describe Fox News' coverage the day of the insurrection and in the months following? I think what you see on January 6th is Fox struggling to tell a story that makes them less responsible, makes their viewers less responsible. First, it was Antifa. Then it was, you know, government-led operation. Uh, then it was that it was just people who were there. Now that now the latest is that there were just people there who were peaceful. They were just demonstrators. They were just walking through the Capitol. It was no different than any kind of normal tour. These are all absurd notions. The truth of the matter is that Fox and the big lie and the Republicans and MAGA Republicans who were responsible for it brought their viewers to the, the height of anger and disillusion, brought them to Washington, D.C., and unleashed them on the Capitol. And that's what happened. Um, and Fox's coverage, to some extent, uh, documented that. But the commentary around it um, demonstrated they didn't believe that they were responsible. They tried to find excuses. And I don't think that they'll be ultimately be successful in, in, in history's eyes with that. Your client was a big Fox viewer. Can you tell us more about your client? Epps was a fan of Fox before he they were, or excuse me, Epps was a fan of Fox before he was targeted by them. And once becoming aware that Fox News was capable of telling lies regarding himself, when did both Ray and Robin Epps become untrusting of Fox claims regarding a rigged election? What do they think of Fox News now? Well, I don't want to speak directly for them. What I can say is that you're right. Ray and Robin Epps were loyal Fox viewers. Uh, Ray and Robin X. Ray and Robin Epps were loyal Republicans. They had voted for Donald Trump in 2016. They had voted for Donald Trump in 2020. They believed that the election had been rigged because of the lies that they were being told by Donald Trump, his followers, and Fox News. And so they, Ray attended the January 6th rally because he wanted his voice heard, because he wanted to see for his own eyes there would be accountability on the, uh, uh, for the, what he believed was a flawed election. Um, they began realizing once the Fox could tell lies that destroyed their own lives, they began to question the veracity of all the other lies that they had been told. They began to question and look into the matters more deeply, um, looking at the facts, not, not the commentary, looking at the facts um, and looking at the record and realizing that Fox had a history of spreading lies about people, targeting individuals. And so they started to question, I think, rightfully, uh, all the lies that Fox and Donald Trump had told. Ray Epps has been isolated by the left and the right in a sort of no man's land. Does your client still identify as a conservative today? Again, I don't want to I don't want to speak for him. I would say that Ray's principles have always been Ray's principles. He's an honest, decent person. You know, I come from a progressive background. I've worked in democratic politics. Ray and I get along very well because we both recognize that you can hold different political views and still engage with each other with respect and integrity. Um, and I've seen that with Ray. I know that he, I don't think that his underlying views have changed about what he believes in and what he holds true. But I think that he understands that there's a way to engage with the pop, pub, public um, and that our elected officials are not really doing it in a credible, 
way filled with integrity the way that Ray, Ray would want. What happened to Epps tells us a lot about the power and responsibility members of, of the media have to truthful journalism. But this also shows us that when the power of the media is misused, there are real consequences. You touched upon some of the ways that the Epps family has been impacted by the dissemination of lies surrounding Mr. Epps. And what do you think would constitute fair restitution for Ray Epps and his family? That is a tough question. There is no way for them to get their lives back. Um, they have lost their home that they had spent a decade building, a 4,000 square foot ranch in Arizona. They now live in a 350 square foot RV. Um, they can't get that back. They can't get back the time that they've lost with their family. They can't get back their business, which they sold with the house. They didn't even get to sell the business separately. They ran a very successful wedding venue business. It was ranked in the top 10 of outdoor wedding venue sites in the country um, and was prosperous. They can't get that back. They had to sell it with the house that they sold with no additional value. Um, so they can't get those things back. What's, what's fair, uh, restitution thinks about putting people back to where they were. There's no way that they can get restitution. They've incurred significant financial consequences. They've lost their business that they would have had for another 10, 15, maybe 20 years. It's not a hard job really running a wedding venue business. You can do it uh, deep into your uh, retirement even if you want to. And so uh, I think that there are, we're talking about tens of millions of dollars uh, both in economic and pain and suffering damages. And then because of the malice with which Fox acted, I believe that this is a case ripe for punitive damages. There's a history here of Fox telling lies, not just about uh, businesses, but about individuals. And Fox knew, they were on record knowing that when they spread lies about people, there are deep dramatic consequences to those that they're spreading lies about. So they were acting not just with malice in the defamation context, but they were acting with malice that ought to be punished, knowing that their lies would destroy these individuals' lives. What should members of the media be taking away from the Epps, Dominion, and Smartmatic lawsuits, in your opinion? I think first and foremost that truth matters, that there will be accountability uh, in this country going forward for lies that are told by the media, knowing lies, vicious lies, lies that are, again, with malice. And people want there to be accountability in the media. They want to look to the media for truth and accuracy and fair reporting. I think that most in the media not just strive, but actually achieve that. Um, and so I think that holding accountable those operations that don't aim to be fair, don't aim to be truthful, is an important part of the lesson here for everybody. There was a similar case between Fox News and Seth Rich in 2020. Do you see similarities between the Rich case and this one? I do think that there are similarities. It's another example, unlike the Dominion case, of Fox targeting an individual. Uh, Seth Rich, of course, had deceased, so he could not defend himself in any meaningful way. The same is true, ultimately, for Ray Epps, that there was no mechanism for Ray to counter uh, the lies that Fox were telling. Talk, Tucker Carlson spoke about Ray Epps 25, 26 times in very short order. Ray couldn't counter that. Um, so I think that there is a similarity there between the lies that were just quite frankly, made up and designed to further a political agenda in the Ray, uh, Seth Rich case and the Ray Epps case, which is lies made up to further a political agenda. Epps is also facing a potential criminal indictment for his involvement in the January 6th riots, correct? Uh, so far as we know, yes, he still is under review. And to clarify, you are not counsel for that matter. I'm not his criminal attorney. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, potentially, what could those charges look like for him on the criminal side? 
you know, that's really up to the government to decide if they just, if they look at the record, look at the, his actions and decide to charge him, um, they will, they will have to make that determination. I couldn't really speak to the matter. Tucker Carlson was not the only popular uh, media personality that was pushing the conspiracy theory about your client Ray Epps being a alleged federal agent. Joe Rogan also did this in 2021. Rogan floats an idea that Epps was a federal informant. Will Joe Rogan be named in a lawsuit from your client in the future? We're looking at all options. Um, defamation has a, has a has a relatively short statute of limitations, and we did not become counsel for Ray until earlier this year. So there are some limitations on what we can pursue or not pursue. A lot of it depends on what people continue to say. The facts are out there. The facts are known. The FBI has repeatedly, from the highest level, uh, uh, disproven the lies have been told about Ray. They've spoken out against it. They issued statements. So if the lies continue, that is directly uh, defamatory and with malice, and we will pursue any legal options that we have. And to learn a little more about you and, and what you're personally involved in, tell us a bit about the 65 Project, which you serve as managing director. Uh, the 65 Project is a bipartisan, bipartisan organization that's focused on holding the lawyers who propagated the, the big lie, who advised Donald Trump, who filed lawsuits around the country, who sought to overturn democracy, subvert our elections, to hold them accountable through the rules of professional conduct. Every lawyer signs an oath, takes an oath when they become a lawyer to abide by the rules of professional conduct, to speak truthfully to the court, uh, to advise their clients appropriately, to not bring frivolous, baseless claims. Uh, a lot of lawyers violated their oaths and were seeking to hold them accountable. And one of those was uh, your legal group filed a complaint with the Texas Bar and is seeking to disbar Senator Ted Cruz. Uh, why Cruz exactly? Uh, we brought a complaint against Ted Cruz, and I think it's important to note uh, with all candor, that, that that the Texas Bar dismissed that complaint, so it's no longer pending against Senator Cruz. We brought that complaint because Senator Cruz acted differently than other uh, representatives, other elected officials. He went out of his way and said that he had been, that Donald Trump had asked him to represent him before the United States Supreme Court if the case Texas v. Pennsylvania went forward and the court decided to hear the case, and that Ted Cruz accepted that request. At that point, there was an attorney-client relationship between Ted Cruz and and President Trump. And therefore, the rules of professional conduct were implicated in that matter. And Ted Cruz continued to lie to the public, uh, lie to the press, uh, lie potentially to his client about uh, the, the fraud that President Trump was alleging. And so he should have been held accountable, we believe, under the rules of professional conduct. The Texas Bar said he was still operating as a public official, as a senator, and so they didn't want to hold him accountable for that. We disagree, but it demonstrates that there are some holes in the rules of professional conduct with regards to public officials that ought to be closed. Right, that no one is able to be above the law, even if you're a public That's official. That's right, that's exactly right. And even, you know, we would like to think it would stretch even further. If you're a public official, you have a special responsibility. And if you're a public official who is a lawyer, you have two choices. You abide by the rules of professional conduct in all of your matters of public official work, or you, or you decide not to be a member anymore. You can resign your membership and, just hold office and I suppose lie to the public as much as you want without consequence. And Michael, in closing, where does your case against Fox News right now stand for Ray Epps? Uh, we filed our matter in Delaware Superior Court, so state court. Fox immediately removed the case to federal court. So we are now in federal court in Delaware. Uh, we have obviously filed the complaint. Fox has time to respond to it. They are we're anticipating that they will file a motion to dismiss rather than file an answer. And so then we will brief the motion to dismiss and then have a hearing on the matter. And then we'll, 
I believe that we'll prevail and we'll move forward with the litigation. Well, thank you so much, Michael, for your insight on this very thought-provoking case. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you.